Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I am Rudy Maxa, your genial host. This hour, we're going to check in with Colorado and see whether the state's law permitting the open sale of marijuana is attracting out-of-staters. Then we're going to take a look at a snapshot of American travelers in 2014, where they want to go and with whom. And you've probably heard about, and you've probably seen countless photos of that annual running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Well, how would you like to do that right here in the U.S.? We're going to learn how you can. Oh, and if the bulls aren't enough, there's a tomato-throwing fight as well involved in this. Then we're going to meet a motorcycle rider and journalist who's well on his... Uh, well, well along on his trip to recreate the famous cross-country ride 100 years ago, to this day, by Irwin Cannonball Baker. Baker did it on a bet and a seven-horsepower Indian brand motorcycle. Let's begin, though, as we usually do with a couple of travel items that caught my eye this week. Um, they're bearing Arthur Oaks in Keystone, South Dakota this weekend. Never heard of Arthur Oaks? Well, neither had I. But in the mid-90s, he paid to keep the lights on the Mount Rushmore National Memorial during a shutdown of the federal government. Mr. Oaks took $240 out of his family's meager travel budget so the faces of George Washington and Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson and Theodore Roosevelt would be kept illuminated for a week while the government was shut down. His wife said her husband was always political active, politically active and he wanted to show that ordinary people could make a difference. Arthur Oaks died this past week at age 74 after a two-year battle against pancreatic cancer. Airline bag fees continue to fatten the profits of airlines. You're not going to believe these numbers. The top U.S. airlines earned, combined, $3.35 billion, billion dollars in baggage fees last year, according to the Department of Transportation. Now, just think how many years airlines left money on the table by not charging us for check luggage. It must break their hearts. Delta made the most, $833 million. That's only about $170 million shy of $1 billion for one airline in luggage fees alone. United earned $625 million last year, but still showed a loss in the first quarter of this year of nearly a half a billion dollars, so luggage fees is not saving United at the moment. U.S. Airways and American made more than a half a billion each on luggage fees. And the other big player, Southwest, doesn't charge for the first two bags, so it had no numbers to contribute to the pot. At least it doesn't charge yet. However, it should be noted that baggage fee revenue is down 4% so far from the previous year. My guess is that we're all getting smarter and applying for credit cards linked to airlines that we fly the most. Those cards usually allow us at least one bag to be checked at no charge. Air India was rejected by the Star Alliance three years ago, but apparently it spiffed up this act enough that uh, beginning July, Air India will join the club, join the Star Alliance. So if you've got miles on other Star Alliance carriers like United or Lufthansa, you can use them for award tickets on Air India. And uh, you can earn miles while flying Air India that you can apply to other Star Alliance accounts like Lufthansa or United. Don't expect total integration by July. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. On Tuesday this uh, past week, the luxury hotel chain out of Hong Kong, the Shangri-La, opened its newest and possibly most dramatic hotel in the world. It's the Shangri-La atop that skyscraper called the Shard in London. It's the 83rd Shangri-La to open, and it's solidly in the perched hotel category. 
The hotel starts on the 34th floor, reaches the 52nd floor. Every room has a view. While you're up there, head up to the skyscraper's viewing platform on floors 68, 69, and 72. You'll have a 360-degree view of London. You can see out as much as 40 miles in the distance. The building was designed by architect Lorenzo Piano. Book ahead, though. Book ahead for a reservation on the viewing platform before you go by going to theshard.com. You know, we've been following on this show from a travel perspective the effect that the legalization of marijuana in Colorado is having on tourism. I wanted to bring a guest in. Brandon Riddiman is a political reporter with KUSA-TV in Denver. And before I ask you questions about tourism and the legalization, Brandon, um, something happened late this week, sort of at the last minute of the state legislature regarding the marijuana business there, didn't it? Yeah, there was a last-minute holdup, Rudy, and thanks for having me on the show, a last-minute holdup over the issue of marijuana banking. Right now, because marijuana is federally illegal and banks are regulated by the federal government, they're afraid they could run afoul of money laundering laws. So what the state did was create this sort of instrument or institution that isn't a bank, it isn't a credit union, it's a co-op. It'd be sort of like a credit union, but run by the state, uh, or run by a, a private group, rather, but managed by the state, overseen by the state. Uh, it would only actually happen with the permission of the Federal Reserve, though, and even pro-marijuana people think that that's a pretty long shot. But but in theory, and if it worked the way they would like it to, they this entity would be able to handle banking for for marijuana uh, retail operations and dealers, et cetera. Could it, could the average guy open a savings account there? Uh, the issue, yeah, I mean, so if the banks figure out that what they're doing is banking a marijuana company, they shut it down. Uh, Wells Fargo shuts them down. Bank of America shuts them down. The idea of this one would be with the blessing of the Federal Reserve, it would have access to the money transfer system that the Fed manages and then allow checks to be cashed and all that. All right. My, I, the impression we have is for folks who don't live in Colorado is that the marijuana business is booming there. Do you have any sense of whether it is increased tourism or whether tourists go in and just sort of try this to feel a little illicit or whether it's a serious thing that people are coming to Colorado to be able to walk in and legally buy marijuana, you know, food products and, and, and you know, cigarettes, et cetera? We're definitely seeing people from out of the state. There's no question about that. Anecdotally, I can tell you on the first days uh, of legal sales, which were January 1st this year, uh, we saw people from out of state, uh, a pretty healthy mix, about three quarters of the customers that were there on day one at the at the marijuana shop that I was covering uh, were from out of state that day. Uh, I can also tell you that just uh, within uh, recent times on April 20th, which is 420, the marijuana holiday, uh, we had a ton of people from out of state. I was doing a story at another marijuana store on the Friday before that weekend, and they told me they were seeing 90% of the IDs that they were checking at the door were from people who came from out of state. We had a huge event that was sponsored by High Times uh, called the Cannabis Cup, and that drew tens of thousands of people to that event. What was the Cannabis Cup? Cannabis Cup, um, I don't know if you're familiar with another great Denver event called the Great American Beer Festival, um, but the, it's sort of that for marijuana. Um, they, they actually award prizes for who grows the best of this kind of strain and that. Uh, it's a huge expo. People who sell accessories are there. All of the marijuana shops from, from Denver were there, uh, and it was just this acres and acres of exhibit space. They had an outdoor space where you could be given some marijuana for free and actually light up, so people did that as well. So it was an interesting scene. Oh, my God. Well, I only have about 30 seconds left, Brendan. But do you, do you get the impression people in Colorado might be going, maybe this wasn't such a great idea or no? 
You know, uh, I think most people are still in a wait and see mode, but by and large, not, you know, the town's not on fire. Um, we've, we're going to stumble through some issues right now, but uh, I know, bad pun. But uh, you know, seriously, I think people, if you ask them, Colorado's not a ton different than it was last year. You probably notice marijuana a little bit more in your day-to-day life. And yeah, we've had some issues, uh, particularly with edibles, and the state's taking a serious look at those. But overall, um, you know, it's not an entirely different place than it was before. Brandon Riddiman's a political reporter with KUSA-TV in Denver. Brandon, we may check in with you periodically. I appreciate you taking the time. Happy to be here, Rudy. Thanks. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world right after these messages. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards. Or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since turning 40? If you're like an average woman, probably five or more. How many times have you stood in front of the mirror and thought, I don't like my body, but I don't know what else to do? If this sounds like you, please call the Amberin Hotline at 1-800-220-9269. You see, after 40, the female body changes, so one-size-fits-all solutions may no longer work for you. At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats and sleeplessness, and effective weight loss. Call Amberin today and experience real results for a special discounted price of just $29.99 a month. This offer is backed by a complete 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call 1-800-220-9269. But this is a limited time offer, so call right now. 1-800-220-9269. That's 1-800-220-9269. Every summer we go to Canyon Woods. Love getting outside. Love the hiking. Hate the itching and irritation from poison ivy, bug bites, all the things that keep me inside. So I need something strong. Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing is clinically proven with the strongest non-prescription itch medicine available for fast, long-lasting relief of itching and irritation with seven moisturizers to help heal skin. I finally have the relief I need. Hey, Jan, check this out. On my way. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 18 after after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbitz.com, who notes that travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. So they've introduced Orbitz Rewards. They call it the instant approach. You'll earn and redeem rewards instantly cash you can actually apply to your hotel stay right away or for future stays so you book a flight you use the rewards instantly for your hotel stay or you book your hotel use those rewards to stay longer book a package now you get the picture you'll learn even more when you book using the orbits app 
5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join today, get instant vacation gratification by going to orbits.com slash rewards. That's orbits.com slash rewards. Or you can visit the radio show's website, rudymaxa.com, and look under sponsors. While you're there, you can also look under travel minutes and read my Monday through Friday consumer travel advice. You can find podcasts of this show by Sunday evening, and you can find podcasts of all the past shows. So if you hear a particular guest you want to share with somebody else, you can just zap that to them. Or if you just heard part of an interview and would like to hear the rest, it's all there for you at rudymaxa.com. Well, who is the American traveler in 2014? That is probably at least one of the questions that my next guest's company, MMGY Global, attempted to answer. Steve Cohen works with MMGY Global. He's a specialist in market research, and he leads the firm's customer insight and industry research group. And he's got some interesting numbers that, when you put them all together, gives you a portrait of the 2014 American Traveler. Steve, nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Hi, Rudy. Nice to chat with you again. Okay. Let's, uh, let's take the broad view first. Where are people interested in, where are Americans interested in traveling to in the U.S. and abroad? Well, those numbers haven't changed to a great extent over the last few years. Um, Florida and California and Hawaii continue to rank at the top of our list, as they have for the last few years, along with New York. What we're seeing a little um, increase in is Colorado and, to a certain extent, Alaska as being the top six states that uh, travelers are most interested in. And Hawaii, I think I saw in your uh, study as well. Yeah. Right. Well, Florida yeah. and California, it's all about Orlando, and I guess, uh, you know, I'm surprised Nevada, I mean, I guess for, maybe it's just conventions that draw so many people to Las Vegas. I mean, aren't Orlando and Las Vegas the two most visited places in the United States? Yes, that's a good point. Our study talks about where people are interested in visiting on vacation. I so see. So while a lot, of, a lot of travelers visit Las Vegas for a convention, trade show, and extend their trip into some leisure time. Um, in terms of looking at where to go on vacation, Las Vegas hasn't ranked as high as some of these other states that we're talking about. And do you have international destinations that Americans most covet this year? Um, we do, and they tend to be what you would expect they would be. Um, Western Europe locations, United Kingdom, France, Italy, and then locations in the Caribbean, which are a little bit fragmented, but if you look at the Caribbean as a whole, it ranks right up there with those Western European destinations. All right, we, you and I met uh, a couple of weeks ago in Arizona uh, during a conference on family travel, and I know you were looking, uh, for the sake of the audience that w uh, of which I was a member, you were looking at family travel, and you found that there was uh, seemed to be a tendency of fewer families wanting to go to the same destination each year, which probably was more something in the, I don't know, what, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s maybe? Well, while we do still see some of that um, traditions and nostalgia from going to the same place that your parents went and their parents went, what we're seeing now with children particularly being exposed through um, online media, the ability to learn about so many different places to where they don't, they want to be stimulated in a different way. They want to see something new and different. So while to a certain extent they're okay going back to the same places, they're really pushing their parents to go to new and different locations. You know, I, I think I can identify that. With you know, as a kid, I did not. Uh, the colonel didn't want me to watch. I, we didn't have a television. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. You know, I saw very few movies, and of course, there was no internet, obviously. Um, but I just, you know, I didn't know about California until I got out here during. Until I got to California in college on a trip. And kids today, I mean, they see television shows set in exotic places all over the world. They see movies. They go online. I, I, I would imagine that gives them a much 
wider vision of possibilities in the world for travel, yeah? Yeah, kids are very savvy these days, and they don't want to be thrown in the car and told where they're going on vacation. They really want to have more of an, an influence on where families are traveling. And in fact, in our study, we've learned that among those who travel with children, um, the children, about two-thirds of the cases, are involved with deciding where to visit, much greater than if we'd conducted this study, say, back in the you know, 70s or 80s. Right, right. Um, you have uh, you, you, you identified the inspiration for choosing destinations, and your number one choice was friends and family, f- followed by Internet searches and then travel review sites like TripAdvisor. So I, I take away from that that word of mouth, um, folks saying you got to go there, is, is, is still a very powerful influencer? Word of mouth has and is is still the primary influencer. And it's important to note that when we talk about family and friends being that influence, it's still the spoken word, whether it's in person, on the phone. Um, It's not as much interacting via electronic media. We have a number of clients who are looking at primarily moving everything to a digital platform in terms of the inspiration stage, thinking that that's where people are inspired to make their decision to visit, a particular destination from. And what we're suggesting is that it continues to be the word of mouth from friends, families, people that they trust. So what do you tell a client on how to create more word of mouth then? Um, Through social campaigns, not necessarily pushing the destination, but pushing what to do in the destination. What really helps destination is once someone's decided to visit there, now they're looking online for what should I do once I get there. So I want to visit Hawaii, and I've always wanted to visit Hawaii. Well, what are some of the specifics I'm going to do? Because now I've locked into a seven-day stay. I only want to go to the beach so many times. So tell me what I can do once I get there. And that's what they're really using um, uh, social media to learn uh, about what to do. Right, and they're drilling down to, like, what restaurant's great for families or for a romantic dinner or whatever, and they want somebody locally or someone with some knowledge to tell them. Uh, my guest is Steve Cohen. He's the vice president at uh, MMGY Global. How do we describe MMGY Global? It's, it's, is it a public relations firm primarily? Uh, no, we're the world's largest travel marketing organization. Oh, it's all um, travel marketing. All okay. travel marketing. Our mantra is we inspire people to go places. And all that's right. our and- goal, get people to get out and travel. And NMGY Global just issued a, what they call the 2014 Portrait of the American Traveler. So take off our favorite hotel brands and our favorite airlines and our favorite rental car firms, I guess starting with the, the most favorite of each, yes? Sure. Um, hotel brands continue to be Marriott and Hilton. Um, rental car brands, Hertz, Avis, Enterprise. Most popular airlines, um, American, Delta, Southwest, United, and JetBlue. You know, I was surprised to see that list of airlines since Southwest seems to have, you know, that esprit de corps they have, and they've grown so large now. I was surprised to see their competitors and they not even being on the, you know, the top seven list. Did that surprise you? You know, it, it takes a while in our study for some of these um, airlines to get traction in terms of people mentioning them. We ask them in an unaided mention, meaning we say to you, Tell us which are your favorite airlines. We don't put them out there on a list in front of them. So some of the legacy carriers have such greater brand awareness that that's what people think of when they think of airlines. I see. But we believe over time that may shift. Okay. Steve, hey, I thank you for, uh, for sharing your findings with me.
Great to be with you, Rudy. Take care. Steve Cohen is the vice president of uh, uh, and 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 their specialist on uh, uh, insights at uh, uh, travelers at MMGY Global, and uh, you'll find a link, I believe, on our Facebook fan page, my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Leisure, to this study if you uh, happen to be in the travel business and want to know more about who the average traveler is. Well, I don't expect many listeners are headed to Uganda these days, but if business or family does take you there, here's my advice. Avoid buying as much as a banana from a street vendor. The country that gave us draconian laws outlawing gays apparently wants you to shop at stores. They don't want all these street vendors around. Though there don't seem to be any rules posted anywhere letting you know that, but now you know. Oh, and women are encouraged to dress modestly, so short skirts uh, are not allowed under penalty of arrest. And uh, this news received so much publicity this week, you probably don't need, it, need me to tell you about it, but Etihad, the airline based in the United Arab Emirates, is going to introduce in December some A380s with an actual apartment you can rent for long-haul flights. We're talking double bed, shower and bathroom, and living room. Fares have not been announced yet, but they're rumored that they'll be in around $20,000. I don't know if that's for one way or round trip. I'm guessing it might be runway, which is a whole lot of money. But as one CNBC reporter this, uh, remarked this week, hey, it's cheaper than running a private jet. Yeah, well, yeah. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here talking travel with me this weekend. When we come back, we're going to tell you about how you can participate in a running of the bulls in the United States. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. All you ladies and gents out there enjoying the smooth sounds of the interwebs radio, Geico's got a special dedication to make. This one goes out to the inventors of the mouse. Because of you and your rodent-inspired design, people can click on over to geico.com to pay their bills, manage their claims, and live lives of pure savings. Mouse Masters, you've clicked your way into our hearts for good. Enjoy this next song. It's going out to you. Geico, 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour. As I said at the top of this hour, you may have seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen pictures of the running of the bulls at the annual event in Pamplona, Spain. And then in another town in Spain, there's, uh, I don't think it's a lot, Tomito, something, Tomito. So anyway, it's this fest where they back up trucks filled with overripe tomatoes and everybody throws them at each other and gets all smeared with tomato juice and so on. Um, we can now do that in the United States of America, thanks to my next guest. His name is Rob Dickens. He's the chief operating officer of the Great Bull Run. And I've got to find out how... Where, uh, where, how 
tell me about it, Rob. How did you start this? Where do you get the bulls? How do you get them into these places? Uh, I know you have uh, um, six or seven events coming up uh, the rest of this year, and we'll get to those in a moment. But first, give me the backstory on on the Great Bull Run. Well, basically, uh, we've been doing large events across the United States for the past three years uh, with our company, and. My business partner and I, two years ago, tried to go to Pamplona to run with the Bulls. Okay. And we couldn't actually make it happen. We learned uh, too late in the process that you have to book everything about a year in advance because of the high demand for hotels and things of that nature, that everything gets booked very, very far in advance. So, And even then, if you did book it that far in advance, it's still very, very expensive for people here in North America to actually make the trip over there to Spain during the busiest time of the year. So it's about $3,500 per person to actually make that trek. And for most people over here in, the, in North America, it's just an impossible thing to do unless you're pretty wealthy or you're a college student just backpacking around Europe. Right. Uh, and so we realized that, and we said, well, you know, we're adventurous guys, and there must be a lot of people out there just like us here in North America who want to do this, uh, but they don't have the chance. So why don't we just bring that here in you know, a different form, but still something very fun and exciting? Okay. Exactly so I know you had an event April 5th in Dallas. Was that your first no, our first event was in August of last year in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, and and describe the time. describe the setting. Do you do this in a in an urban atmosphere as the one in Pamplona is done, where you run through city streets with with you know bulls chasing everybody? <laughs> no, we don't do it, we don't do it that way here in the United States, and for a few reasons. One, it's very bad for animals with hooves to run on pavement, and that includes bulls. So breaks their hooves, injures their legs. They don't care too much about that in Spain because they kill the bulls in a bullfight after the event anyway. But for us here in the United States, we use our bulls, the same sets of bulls, every single time at every event. So they're like professional athletes in their own right. So we only run on dirt or grass, which means we have to go to large venues like horse racing facilities or uh, a big, say, drag strip where they have a lot of land next to the drag strip that's not paved that we can use, things like that. Uh, and so how, many bulls are, how many bulls do you have when you say you use your own bulls? Yeah, so we uh, we have 40. In Spain, they run with 12 bulls, which is six bulls and six deer. Uh, we run with two sets of about 20 bulls each. So Yikes. we give people more opportunity to get up close and personal with the bulls here. <laughs> and then you also incorporate the uh, the tomato fight in, in the event as well, along with music and beer and, and other things that uh, spell F-U-N. <laughs> exactly. So we wanted to give people something wild and crazy to do at the event, even if they weren't wild and crazy enough to run with the bulls. So we brought in La Tomatina, another festival in Spain, and added it to what we're doing here in the United States. And it's a massive uh, tomato food fight with about 5,000 people and 35,000 pounds of tomatoes. It's just a wild, wild experience. Oh, All right. Um, uh, now, you've, uh, your next one is coming up June 7th outside of Philadelphia. Let me give the website, if this sounds appealing to you, uh, um, Twin Cities, the Twin Cities of Minnesota coming up, Chicago, Northern California, Virginia, Houston, Atlanta, and Southern California between now and November 8th. The website is thegreatbullrun.com, and just click on locations, and you'll see where you can go to do this. I mean, I've got to ask, have you had any injuries yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we get injuries every event, but they're not anything major. Uh, for the most part, even in Spain and here, the injuries that you see are bumps and scrapes and bruises, things of that nature. The okay. bulls don't really attack people, not even in Spain. Uh, what you see in Spain when that bull is attacking someone is things going very horribly wrong, which is a very rare occurrence. Uh, they've only had about one death every eight years in Spain, which is 
you know, not a very high death rate at all when you all things considered. But the bulls generally just run straight down the track. It's your job to get out of the way when they come through. Some people Got do it. a good job of getting out of the way. Some people don't. And where are your bulls when they're not running? They live on an 800-acre ranch in Kentucky. I see. I see. Well, this is just uh, just fascinating. And what 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 can someone expect to pay for entry? Well, if you just want to come and watch all the craziness, it'll, it's ten dollars in advance and fifteen at the door. If you want to just do the tomato real portion, uh, it's usually anywhere from twenty-five to fifty dollars. Prices go up over time, so the earlier you sign up, the cheaper it will be. And the same thing for the bull run tickets. The bull run tickets include the bull run and the tomato real together, and those range from about. $40 up to $70. All right. Well, in the category of kicks, just keep getting harder to find. Rob Dickens is your man because he's brought the great, he and his partner apparently have brought the great bull run uh, to the United States. And there are eight opportunities for you to run with the bulls in eight different locations between now and November November 8th. As I said, the next one's June 8th outside of Philadelphia. So check out the website, thegreatbullrun.com, and see if this is for you. Hey, Rob, thanks for coming on the show. It's the uh, most interesting uh, adventure we've had on, uh, we've had on I think, this month. Thank you. Well, I, I expect to see you out there at some point. Yeah, I'm sort of out of that age category, I think. <laughs> um, uh, but I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. TheGreatBullRun.com. I'm Rudy Maxa. I'm, not, I'm just running all the time, not from bulls. I'm running from lots of things. Stick around. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hey, welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? Well, uh, what are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. Hmm, okay, okay. Uh, how much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. What about the plan for that one with the huge screen? Yeah, that one also is $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? <laughs> it's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan started at $40 a month. Okay, okay, I get that. But but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Plan starting at only $40 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data on a nationwide Sprint 4G LTE network. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials or boostmobile.com for details. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. Attention, mesothelioma cancer patients and families. The clock is ticking for you to receive your fair share of the billions of dollars in settlement money still available to victims of firsthand and secondhand exposure to asbestos. Don't wait. Call the nation's leading mesothelioma experts right now and find out how much you may be eligible to receive. Call 800 800-764-3000. 800-764-3000. 800-764-3000. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. 
expected. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since turning 40? If you're like an average woman, probably five or more. How many times have you stood in front of the mirror and thought, I don't like my body, but I don't know what else to do? If this sounds like you, please call the Amber and Hotline at 1-800-220-9269. You see, after 40, the female body changes, so one-size-fits-all solutions may no longer work for you. At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats and sleeplessness, and effective weight loss. Call Amberin today and experience real results for a special discounted price of just $29.99 a month. This offer is backed by a complete 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call 1-800-220-9269. But this is a limited a time offer. So call right now. 1-800-220-9269. That's 1-800-220-9269. Get out the map. Get out the map. Lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. On May 3rd of 1914, a guy named Irwin Cannonball Baker hopped on his seven-horsepower Indian motorcycle in San Diego, California, on a bet that he couldn't cross the nation in 20 days. Well, he reached New York City in just 11 and a half days with scarcely any roads as we know of them today. So May 3rd of this year, which was just last week, 100 years to the minute, my next guest and 15 other motorcyclists left San Diego with the intent to ride 2,999 miles in 11 and a half days to try to reach New York City on May 14th to celebrate and honor Cannonball's record-setting feat. My guest is Gary McKechnie. He's a journalist with Motorcycles.org. And we find you in Indiana today, Gary? Yeah, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, the birthplace and hometown of Irwin Cannonball Baker. Now, are you right on schedule? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, we've had fantastic weather uh, for the last 2,500 miles, and hopefully crossing our fingers it'll be good for the next uh, three or four days until we get to New York City. And how many miles or how many hours are you riding generally in a day? Uh, it ranges between about... Uh, Five, five and a half to about seven, seven and a half each day. How many hours do you think Irwin Cannonball Baker was riding every day? Oh, okay. That, that's the question. That's the real question. Yeah, yeah that guy was a, a superman. Uh, he would get up, uh, according to his diary, sometimes he would get up at 4 a.m., and he would ride into the night, sometimes as late as 8 or 9 o'clock. And you have to consider he's on this really rudimentary prehistoric motorcycle with a headlamp that would uh, brighten as he would twist the throttle. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't even imagine what this poor guy was going through. And uh, the other day we were in um, Watros, uh, New Mexico, are going toward Watros, New Mexico, and there was a place called Agua Caliente, this little town that sure. he was trying to reach. But his bike ran out of gas about five miles from town, so he had to push it across the desert. And by the time he got there, he was so exhausted and so dehydrated. Uh, fortunately, they had an ice-making machine there. They had to pack him in ice to revive him. And then, he, then, then when he was revived, he got back on the bike and just kept moving. He, he just couldn't stop. 
And what, my goodness, that's a great anecdote, not for him, but for us these yeah, hundred years later. But uh, what, what do you imagine the top speed might have been on a seven-horsepower Indian? You know, on a seven-horsepower Indian, he, he was lucky if he could get to about 50 miles an hour. So probably on, at, at a good clip, he was going about 30 or 40 miles an hour. And, and, and think about doing that like 12 hours a day, 12 or 14 or 15 hours a day, and, uh, and, and having to adjust your, you know, your, your spark uh, with a little knob on top of the gas tank. You know, the throttle then was on the left-hand side for him. And so th- this guy's just moving along, just trying to uh, you know, clock in as many uh, miles as he could for as many hours of the day as he had. And what are you riding? What's the top speed on your beast? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I, I would bury the needle at about like 150 miles an hour, but I don't get close to that. I'm on a Yamaha Super Tenere, a 2014 Yamaha Super Tenere. It's called an adventure bike, so it's good in the street, and if you change the tires out, it's good in the dirt. And, uh, man, this has been a super bike for me. I mean, just no problems. And, and you know, Rudy, when you get in a, a car or a motorcycle, for that matter, or any vehicle, you get to know all the sounds it makes. And uh, so if you're going along and you hear something unusual, I mean, your, your ears pick up. And you and you think, okay, hey, is something wrong? And usually nothing's wrong at all. But you 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 just get in tune with the vehicle vehicle that you're riding. And uh, man, I am super in tune with this bike because uh, every day, I mean, we get on the bike like at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, and you, and you just ride. Uh, you and, break for lunch and then you ride some more. And we just have a few seconds left, but I imagine you're probably eating better and staying in better locations than uh, Cannonball <laughs> Baker did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. His, you know, he would get coffee, biscuits, and beans, or something like that. And uh, you know, we're we're eating pretty well. We're eating pretty well. And folks, if they want to follow us, uh, I'm doing a video blog each day and a in a written blog uh, each day as well. And you can see all that at motorcycles.org. And you can, uh, you know, sort of ride along with us in a virtual sidecar as as we work our way to New York City. Let me repeat that URL again, uh, motorcycles, plural, motorcycles.org, if you'd like to follow Gary McKechnie and his... Are all the other 15 riders still with you? Oh, yeah, everybody's with us. You know, we okay. pick people up, and then some people peel off. They'll they'll do, just do one stretch with us or do a couple of stretches, but there, there's a core group of about 15, I think maybe now 20, who, who are going the whole distance. Well, terrific, Gary. It's nice talking to you. Good luck, and... Uh, Uh, Have a great time uh, when you get to New York. Okay, thank you so much, Rudy. I really appreciate it. Gary McEchnie is a journalist with Motorcycles.org. You can follow him at that website. I'm Rudy Maxa. Stick around. We'll be back after we take this break. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Well, we had so many interesting guests in the first hour, I didn't get to do deals, so let me start right off the bat. Now, listen to this one carefully. This is not your... Oh, there's... Well, yeah, listen to the cash register carefully. That, sind- that indicates or symbolizes the fact we're about to do deals of the week. This is, some- this is something called Daily Getaways. And it's a yearly, it happens every year, it's a month-long sale of travel packages compiled by American Express and the U.S. Travel Association, okay? So every week, from May 19th to June 20th, 
these sale packages will be announced online, and you can take advantage of them. I think they actually give you two weeks of sale packages at a time. And typical items include hotel points or hotel stays, discounted gift cards for travel, etc. Every weekday, a new item or items are put on sale at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. And the best items sell out in moments. Okay? So you want to move. So just mark 1 o'clock on your calendar. 1 o'clock Eastern, I should say, on your calendar. And you might want to check these out. Let me give you some examples. These just got posted um, uh, today or yesterday. Uh, Beginning Monday, Monday, May 19th, you'll be able to buy X number of Wyndham Rewards points for a great price. For example, you can buy 40,000 Wyndham Rewards points for $216. There are 440 of them available. So if you stay at Wyndham Hotels, you can probably, probably get a deal. For example, uh, my friend Scott Grimmer at, uh, 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 at um, what is it, milevalue.com uh, priced a stay. He needs to go later this month and stay at a Wyndham property in Greensboro, North Carolina. He needs to stay four nights. And that'll take him 10,000 Wyndham points to stay per night. So he bought 40 of them for $216, which means he'll be staying for $54 a night at a Wyndham. And that is a modest discount on the hotel's normal price. On Wednesday, you're going to be able to buy choice points. So if you stay at choice hotels, uh, you can buy some of those. On Friday, Hilton points. For example, 100,000 Hilton points for $4.95. They've got 160 of these packages uh, together. Now, make sure these points work out for you. You know, there are different categories of hotels depending in each group, like in Hilton, depending on how fancy they are. So you'll want to you'll want to make sure that the number of points you're getting will work out financially for the level of hotel you're staying at. If you collect uh, Intercontinental Hotel Group points, those go on sale Monday, May 26, etc. Here's some for. Uh, I mean, it's just quite it's quite a good deal if it fits for you. Um, they've got you know packages where you can visit six of Seattle's top sites for 43% off. Um, so that's how you. Uh, uh, that's how you work this. Now, Scott rec- rep- uh, recommends using a site called whattimeisit.com to figure out the official time because these sales start right to the second at 1 p.m. on Eastern Time. So uh, the, they're, it's dailygetaways.com, I believe, is the website. Um, let me check that out. Let me see. Let me see. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, do you need to register to participate? I don't know if you do. That's a very good uh, question. Yeah, dailygetaways.ustravel.org is the website. dailygetaways.ustravel.org. Okay, let me give you some shorter ones. Hotels are battling to offer more points to members of their frequent guest programs. It looks like it's gotten to be a real battle. Hyatt's offering triple airline miles all summer after your second eligible stay at a Hyatt from May 1st through August 1st. you got to register for the airline of your choice, and there are a lot of them. Air France, KLM, American, British Airways, JL, Lufthansa, United. Starwood has summer promotions at more than 1,000 of their hotels and resorts. May 1st through July 1st, you'll earn double star points on eligible stays, um, or you can stretch any stay to include a Sunday and earn triple star points. Got to register by June 30th. Marriott, valid on stays from June 1st to August 31st. There are four different targeted offers, with the primary offer being double points or up to 25,000 bonus points. Register by July 31st. Hilton is offering double miles May 1 through June 31st at participating Hiltons. Again, register at your Hilton H Honors, your Hilton Honors account. Um, 
Here's a deal. The Montage Hotel, uh, a chain of hotels, very luxurious chain. There's the Montage Beverly Hills. They've just opened a resort in Hawaii on Kapalua Bay um, on Maui. They're offering a deluxe residential style suite, $50 daily breakfast credit, a $200 spa montage credit, nightly rates starting at $595. A lot of Memorial Day special hotel rates, so check them out. The Western La Paloma Resort in Arizona, $99 a night. Um, the Great Wolf Lodge, $199. Florida, the Western Cape Corral, $169 a night. Jefferson Clinton Hotel in New York, $299 a night. The Arizona Biltmore has got great summer rates. Memorial Day through Labor Day, rates started $109. And that's a beautiful hotel, the Arizona Biltmore. Check that out. Uh, the best of Waldorf Astoria summer rates, uh, the Arizona Biltmore is a Waldorf Astoria hotel, are from $134 a night. and include a $50 resort credit per paid night that can be used for spa, retail, food, and beverages. Check that out. Out. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Visit USVI has got some deals at all. Just go, we don't have time for, to give you some examples, but just go to visitusvi.com. Of course, it's going off season in Arizona and the Virgin Islands, so that's why, or all the Caribbean for that matter, so that's why you're seeing these deals. Um, American Airlines offering 1,000 bonus points for round trips on their new LaGuardia routes. I think you have to fly out of LaGuardia. All the routes are east of the Mississippi. Hey, I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Janet Davis, McDonald, my executive producer. I'm Rudy Maxa. Thanks for spending some time with me this weekend. We'll talk travel again, same time, same station, next weekend. Meanwhile, have a lovely week. listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.